and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning the book Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the, Heart, of the Heart by Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. And we're finishing, thank God, finally the gate of serving God. Next week we will begin the, the gate of, uh, of uh, Emuna, of trust in Hashem, which is the most famous part of this book. But today we will finish the, the part of serving God, which is really important to understand what God wants from us, really, so we can really have trust. If we don't know what He wants from us, how can we can never trust? So, serving God uh, with one's uh, complete qualities, and here the, the mind is telling the soul which are the qualities that we have, that we have to use. And He says, you possess many different qualities, and I will speak briefly of those that occur to me. Two of your qualities are joy and grief. So he starts talking that we have these opposite, um, opposite feelings that we can feel. It's interesting because you can even feel them at the same time. You can be very happy for something that is like a wedding of a child and then you can be extremely sad because something else happened and it causes you uh, grief. So they're not really either or the other. Like, it's not like I can feel one and not feel the other. Like, either you're happy or you're sad. No, you can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be happy for what you, what you should be happy about, and you can be sad for what you should be sad about. So it says here, the way to use grief, it's very interesting, is when something happens to you which is troubling and enduring and which you can neither remove nor escape, you may re release grief and make use of it. So it's interesting, people today, we're all looking for happiness, we're looking for that happy pill that will keep us happy all day. People take to extremes to do things that they take, take them away from pain and from their suffering so they can be always happy. And here Rabbi Pakuda, in his, in his uh, intelligence and his wisdom, he's telling us, no, there is a proper grief. There is something in grief that is proper when it is a situation in your life that you cannot get rid of, that it's a loss of someone or something. And it's, it's, it's commendable. It's something that you have to experience. It's something that it's proper to feel. Then uh, you should uh, strengthen this and the end of which will not be good for you in which you have to strengthen or power to avert. The, the occasion for hope is when you engage in the preliminaries that will bring you what is good and lead to what is pleasant, which no one can prevent and nothing can keep from you. So a person that cannot prevent a situation, for example, a loss of a loved one is something that is not preventable. It's no, that person's not gonna come back. Okay, you have to feel that grief, but then there's hope and you can look at the grief and see, okay, what can I learn from this? How, what good can come out of this? How grateful can I be of have, having the opportunity to have this person in my life for so, such and such years? So everything, comes, everything can bring good in it. And joy, it says here that joy is something that should always be felt because if we know that Hashem is our Father and there's a purpose for everything in life and that He's taking care of us no matter how painful the situation, then 
we know that there's a certain component of joy also. And when you look at your life and you count your blessings and you see how much goodness there is in your life, then just because of that, you should feel joyful. So two other qualities of yours are courage and timidity. The right occasion for showing courage is when you meet the enemies of God in order to fight them in bearing any hardships or trial for the will of of the creator so what it says is that you have to show courage now Jewish people are being uh, uh, harassed and uh, mistreated and bullied in the world with uh, all this anti-semitism it's a moment to show courage to stand up for our ideals to stand up for ourselves to not let people step on us you have to show courage and the occasion for timidity which would be like sneus modesty is when you meet those who love God not to fight them or those devoted to his service so you see people that are religious people that are God-fearing people don't make fun of them be, be modest about it just keep keep your mouth shut be timid don't make fun of them then there's this pair of um, qualities which are shame and bra braziness the place for shame is when for all kindness you rebel against your benefactor every time you do something which is not right in the eyes of God you should feel shame it's not a bad feeling people uh, we're trying not to feel it it's bad people should not be feel shame uh, the new age philosophy feel good do what makes you feel good do everything that makes you feel good yeah but sometimes you do something that makes you feel good but it's not right it's not the right thing so when we do things that are not righteous, that are not right, that are not proper, we're, we're saying things that hurt other people, we're doing things that hurt other people, or hurt Hashem, yeah, we should feel bad about it. It's not bad. That feeling gives us the power to change. It gives us that uh, extra, extra strength to say, you know what, I'm going to change. I'm not going to be like this anymore. I, I don't want to be like this anymore. And then we have braceness, which uh, is in a place when meeting the wicked sinners and those who oppose the truth, when urging people to loving kindness or warning them to avoid what is repensable when you shame sinners, or when you rebuke the small and the great, as it is written, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be timid. So braceness uh, is what opposes truth. When you see people that are against the truth of God, when they go against the moral code of, of Hashem, then it, it's a proper thing to feel. So two other qualities are anger and contentment. Anger is in place when there is a deviation from the way of truth and the rule of righteousness, when falsehood prevails over truth and those who follow it. So there's also a good place for anger. We should feel anger when, when there's injustice in the world, when we see that things are not right. You know, people change the world because they feel this anger. When they see people dying of hunger in a place in Africa, and there's hundreds and tons of foods in the United States that are being thrown into the garbage because of the amount of food we have here, and the amount of money there's in the world, and the amount of food there's in the world. The people should not be hungry today. There's no reason, there's enough for everybody. So this anger is a proper anger because it's, a, again, it's an anger that propels people to change, to do good things in the world. But if we're angry because of things that happen to us, that's not a good feeling because you know what? There's nothing that comes to us that doesn't come from God. So when we understand that anything that comes to us comes from Hashem, 
will not be angry. Maybe we'll be hurt a little bit, you know? We'll be hurt that that person said that or did that or whatever. But we know where it's coming from, where's the source. There's something in it that we have to learn and we won't get angry at people. We won't get angry anymore because we know where it comes from. So contentment is in a place when all things are done properly, are put in the right place and are observed accordingly to the ways of the truth. Two other qualities are mercy and ruthlessness. Mercy should be shown to the needy, to the poor, the sick, and to those who out of pity withdraw from the world. We should be merciful people. We should feel for other people. We should have empathy with other people who don't have a, a way out. You know, you walk the streets, you see these uh, poor homeless people. It's not to get angry at them and, and bash them out. You should feel mercy. Poor people. If I was walking in their shoes, maybe I would be in the same place. Maybe if I had their personalities, uh, I would have had the same experiences in life as they did. Maybe the same upbringing. I don't know what happened to them in their life. If maybe if I would have had that life, maybe I would be the same or even worse. That's merciful. That's being merciful, not judging people. And to one who lost a great fortune, to one who has remorse for his transgressions, and to one who weeps over past sins, out of fear of divine punishment, ruthlessness is in place when getting even with the wicked and avenging the corrupts in the land. So these two feelings of mercy and ruthlessness are important. One is when you feel for another person, when you see a person that is not fortunate, that has no fortune, and you feel for them. And then ruthlessness is when you, when, you, <clears throat> when you put the wicked in their place. The two other qualities are pride and humility. Pride and haughtiness are in place when meeting those. Like, you know, we always learn that being haughty is a very bad thing. But here, Rabbi Pakuda is telling us that there's a place for pride too. There's a place for feeling haughty. And this place is when we're meeting those who deny God and those who turn away from Him. So when you see people that are antagonistic to Hashem and slander God and talk bad about God, then you can apply your pride and your haughtiness. Do not be humble or meek before them, he says, lest you appear to justify them and incline towards their corrupt ways. Rather, unleash pride and haughtiness to indicate your opposition to their views and your displeasure with them as you learn from the story of Mordechai and Haman. You know, in Purim, this Mordechai, he was a very haughty man, and Mordechai would never bow to him. This is the pride that, uh, that uh, Rabbi Pakuda is talking about. He would not bow down to Haman. It's so much, he was so angry that he was going to exterminate the whole Jewish people. At the end, everything turned around. So humility is in place when you meet a person who is pious and pure. When you see a person that is humble, that is God-fearing, that is a righteous person, then you should stand humble uh, beside him. And two other qualities are love and hate. Love is in the place to, towards one who is your comrade in the service of God and that will bring you joy in your later end. Like, really, the Torah commands us to love our fellow like ourselves. We have to love people. We have to really see the godly spark in everybody. We have to see the commonality in people and love them for their essence, for, because they're a spark of God. They're made, made by Hashem. So that part of them has to be always loved. And hatred is proper towards one who has violated God's will. So it's, it's proper to feel hatred some, 
people that do the wrong thing in, in, in God's eyes, like people who are killing other people in the name of God, for example, and they think they have the whole truth, so they go and kill people. And one of the Ten Commandments is do not kill. Hashem is not specifying who. He says do not kill. So here it's a proper uh, hatred to hate people that are doing the wrong thing in God's eyes. So two other qualities are generosity and tight-fistedness. The role of generosity is to put everything in its proper place and to give to every deserving person of your money or wisdom as befits him as it says. So we are obliged to give tzedakah, to give maser, to give of our earnings to other people. We have to give at least 10% of what we earn, from 10 to 20%. So this uh, generosity is when we open our hand and we give to others. And then uh, it says here, do not withhold good from one who deserves it when you have the power to do it. If you see a person that is suffering, that is needy, that is, uh, is hungry, then, and you have the power to help him, you have the power to give, then you, have, you should have an open hand. And, le- and, and tight-fistedness would be like, like, a, like a person that is, a, you know, it's not so generous, it's proper, it's not a proper thing to do, but in this case it's a proper thing to feel towards the cruel, the foolish, and those who can appreciate neither themselves nor the value of the good bestowed upon them. So if a person is not going to be grateful for what you're doing for them, he's, he's not going to appreciate what you're going to do for them, uh, then you should, not be, you should not be giving towards that person. You should be tight fitness. You should not open your hand to that person. So he that corrects a scoffer takes abuse and he takes a rebuke. A wicked man gets himself blemished. So we have to see who we give to. We have to give to people who are really going to make the best out of what you give them not people who are ungrateful and, uh, and they're gonna use what you're gonna give them for bad, bad things. So two other qualities are diligence and idleness. Idleness should be employed in the gratification of physical desires. You know, we should not be idle people. Uh, we should run and do a mitzvah, but in this case it's telling us, okay, Hashem gave you this quality for this reason. This is the reason. It's so you don't fall into wanting to accumulate more and more physicality and more desires of the physical world. You should be slow to them. You, should, you shouldn't be so, so uh, excited about them. And whose pleasure pass away from the one who indulges in them, leaving him with shame in this world and punishment in the world to come. And diligence is in its place in regard to spiritual delights and deeds performed with the intent of attaining God's favor. Many people are diligent in acquiring from the physical world and they're, not, and they're idle in acquiring from the spiritual world. Here Rabbi Pakuda is telling us these two uh, qualities that God gave us are really the, should be used for the opposite thing. You should be uh, diligent in Torah learning and doing mitzvot and you should be idle in, in materiality. So we're finished here. The gate uh, of service is completed. And Rabbi Pakuda finishes what I have mentioned in this gate should suffice for one who chooses the right way and seeks truth and wisdom for their own sake. May God in his mercy lead us to the path of his service. 
Amen. The third gate is completed. With the help of God, may he be exalted. So I leave you here. I'm so happy we finished this gate. It was a long one. I hope it has helped you in your service, in your connection to God, in, in your awareness of your purpose in this world. And uh, I'll see you next week and we'll begin the, the gate of trust in God, the gate of Emuna. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.